Hello, everyone, and welcome to New Consciousness Review and the Rising Stars Show. I'm Miriam Knight, and our guests today are Keston and Andrea Ottdahl. They are the co-authors of Saving Delaney, a heartfelt memoir by an unconventional surrogate couple telling the story of their fight to save a baby with Down syndrome when her intentional parents requested that she be terminated. This is a moving story of fierce love, and I am delighted to welcome them to the show. Keston and Andrea, welcome. Well, thank, thank you. you. We, lo- we love being here. <laughs> you know, your book was really very moving as a memoir, and there are so many aspects of it that I found moving. So I, I don't know how many we're going to get to cover, but let's let's start with why you felt the need to actually write this memoir. Well, you know, the last thing the intended parents said to us was this child is going to be nothing but a burden to you. And she has been nothing but an angel. And she was heaven sent, to be honest with you. And we just felt like her story was a story that needed to be told because it's not an LGBT story. It's not a Down syndrome story. It's a human interest story. And we hope that by sharing Delaney's story, we can help people to be better people and to expose the light that, you know, um, discrimination against people with Down syndrome is, is vague and it's subtle, but it totally exists. And I was one who discriminated against people with Down syndrome and I was not alone. And we felt like by sharing Delaney's story, we could help teach people the truth about what it means to have a child with Down syndrome. It was such an extraordinary situation to find yourselves in. First of all, you offered to be surrogate moms for uh, another gay couple. Um, Why did you make this offer in the first place? Well, Andrea felt like she was doing something right. And, you know, we, we live our lives and we teach our children to be part of a community and, and do what you can to help other people. And we just, we, we saw our friends were just struggling and here we had two beautiful small children and their dreams were not coming true. And Andrea had, if, when you read the uh, memoir, you'll see she had other motives as well, but we thought we were doing something good and right in the world. And what were your feelings when you discovered that your child had this genetic um, marker? Oh, my God. Denial, um, complete devastation. We had gone through so much, the trials and tribulations for seven months trying to get pregnant and all the crazy people that came in and out during that time. And it, it never dawned on us that this could happen after everything we went through. And then to finally get this type of diagnosis, it was just, just devastating. Mm. And you, it took you some time to process it. And also uh, for this other couple to, to process it. Um, What started giving you this sense that this baby had to be protected? Well, everybody wanted her terminated. And I mean, I, I myself, the first thing I said was, uh, if you guys could have a baby like this, you're better women than I. But then I looked over and I saw, I mean, Andrea was just, she was almost catatonic. I mean, would you say, babe? 
Yeah. I mean, I was just devastated. I felt like God was punishing me um, because like Heston mentioned, I had an ulterior motive in doing this. Um, I had had a previous abortion and I felt like by bringing in a much wanted life, I would kind of be writing that wrong. And now not only was I writing that wrong, I, I was going to have to terminate a child again. I was, you know, I just, I was devastated. It was, you know, it was, she told me, she goes, Keston, I'm not going to force you to have a baby. And um, this is going to be up to you, Keston, is what she told me. And she just pretty much stepped out of it at that point because she was just so upset. And I realized, first of all, that we had gone through so much. And I, I'm looking at the picture of the baby and she just looked perfect. And I realized I loved her. Mm-hmm. And You're I talking think, about an ultrasound picture? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an ultrasound picture. And I, I just realized that I, I love this little fighter. And everybody was against her. And Andrea's grandma said, isn't it strange how all these people are making choices about her? What about her choice? And it just really rung a bell with me. And I I said, you know, what about her choice? And so we decided we were going to give her a voice. If she was going to pass away, as doctors predicted, she was going to do so on her own. We weren't going to take that chance at life away from her. It was going to be up to her. The doctors were actually predicting all kinds of of disastrous uh, afflictions. Why did you decide? Uh, tell, first of all, tell us about them, and I I think it just highlights your uh, ferocity to protect this little being. It, it just didn't seem right. I mean, because he the doctors were going. It was so much that the doctors were telling us. Oh, she could be blind. She could have autism. She could have a serious heart defect. She could have, I mean, just, she may never be potty trained. She may never talk. She may never, I mean, he just went on and on and on. And it just, Andrea and I had, because we had spent a weekend before we actually got the diagnosis, we knew she might have down syndrome, but we, we spent that weekend online educating ourselves. And we knew that he, he was over exaggerating and that, you know, these things could happen to any baby, not just a baby with down syndrome. And we just, we knew it wasn't fair. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your attitude towards the surrogate parents when they decided to pull the plug? You know, everything we had done up until that point for seven months, we had done for them. I mean, we tried to get pregnant for them, and it was heartbreaking when we weren't getting pregnant, and they were our sole concern. And then once that baby was conceived and everybody was starting to gang up against the baby, it was no longer about them and they were not our priority anymore. And while we hold no animosity, I mean, we do understand the way the doctors painted it. They, these girls were afraid, they, but they just, they had no desire to educate themselves beyond the doctor's doom and gloom. And so we, we understood where they were coming from, but we had to take a step away from them and make it not about them anymore. I think your use of the internet was fantastic. Fantastic, both uh, to educate yourself about Down syndrome, you know, about what to expect, but also how to give little baby Delaney the f- best possible uh, start in life. Um, yeah, we decided instead of termination, we would do early intervention. And that um, I came across an article about choline, which was a supplement that was shown to dramatically reduce the cognitive delays in mice with Down 
Down syndrome. So I decided to give that a, a try. And um, so we got Delaney on supplements. We enrolled her in early intervention therapies. We all learned sign language. It's, it's paid off in spades. It really has. You did some supplements during pregnancy as well, didn't you? Yes. Choline. Yes, choline. And today we give her um, Nutravine DS, which is made for babies with Down syndrome. It just helps her. And you, I mean, it's it's a difference of night and day. Delaney is on target developmentally with typical babies without her disability. That is absolutely astonishing. I noticed, I'm not sure whether it was on your website, but you had a... Uh, a graph of developmental markers and a column for Delaney's results and a column for normal Down syndrome results and a column for average baby's results. And it was absolutely astonishing what you've accomplished. Delaney accomplished it. <laughs> you know what? With your help. It, it took a lot of love. And if we are to give parents advice, if they get this, this diagnosis is get early intervention contact parents who've already been there and have already paved that way, but give a lot of love and have the same expectations. Delaney never got the memo that she has down syndrome. (laughs) I mean, she really doesn't, didn't. She's amazing. So tell us in detail, uh, some of the things that you took, you mentioned already, things that you did during pregnancy. You already mentioned taking choline. Um, what, and, and tell us some of the sites, the websites that you found most helpful. Well, we went to Cornell University's website when the, where we found this study on choline. And this is, this is a study on mice. And Andrea just said, hey, I'm going to try this. It can't hurt. And we, we, we're in contact with the professors at, at Cornell today because we wrote them and told them what they did for Delaney. And that, that we just, honestly, we just surfed and we still surf today. YouTube was a really big one for us watching, being able to watch videos of people that have Down syndrome from babies to adults, going to college, getting married, owning businesses. That was all so helpful for us. It really played a big role. These are Down syndrome children going to college? Yeah. Wow. I'm sure I'm sure you totally expect that of little Delaney. Absolutely. She can do anything she wants to do. Now, there were specific um, physical challenges that you gave her extra help with. Um, for example, you had a, a, a therapist who helped her with walking. Yeah, she's awesome. So tell us why you needed it and how that helped. Well, here, here's something, Miriam, that we're learning. And um, we advise parents that in order for her to get early intervention, she has to be delayed. So that's something that's not really right. So we, we Delaney is delayed a little bit for typical babies, but she's way ahead of babies with Down syndrome. But we got early intervention and what the person you're talking about is our OT therapist and she PT, I'm sorry, PT. And she teaches Delaney how to jump and walk and do stairs because kids with down syndrome have low um, muscular development. And so it's harder for them. And luckily we've got some really great, a great team of people. And we pretty much try We do everything to keep Delaney on target. We don't let her fall behind the cracks. 
That's fascinating. I, I remember reading about uh, children with um, cystic fibro, um, not uh, cerebral palsy, being trained or having their brains retrained and rewired by uh, crawling exercises and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it seems that you're tapping into this same vein of of intervention. So we were talking about the the therapy team that you put together. You mentioned your PT. Who else did you pull into this team? Um, Delaney started seeing an infant developmental specialist when she was two months old, and uh, who she sees once a week. She also has. Um, uh, well, what does this What does this specialist do? This specialist works on social skills, um, playing, interacting, things like that, singing songs, just social aspects. It seems like a lot of playing, but there's a there's definitely a a method to her madness. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have an occupational therapist who Delaney sees, and that's for fine motor skills. Um, you know, pinching, feeding herself, getting herself dressed, brushing her own teeth. Uh, things that you would need to do to get yourself, you know, independent. Uh, she also has, we mentioned PT, which is her physical therapist. And uh, she also has a speech therapist, which helps her with talking and feeding and eating and those things associated with her mouth. So uh, do you think that these uh, skills could be taught by a parent or do you really need the professionals? You know, it can be taught by a parent because I know Andrea works a lot with Delaney. We all do. We all we treat her just like any other child. We talk to her. We don't talk to her her like she has Down syndrome or anything delayed. Um, But, you know, these people are trained in this. And like I said, what we our goal is just to keep Delaney ahead of schedule. She's about to lose them all anyways, because she's about to be three in July. Um, And then she'll go to preschool. Mm -hmm. So it, it. it helps, but I, I honestly think if a parent really is involved, they can do this as well. You know, from a metaphysical point of view, I'm just wondering how much the vision of perfection that you held for Delaney and the absolute love that you've both showered on her have weighed as against the the other interventions. Yeah, you know, we actually, we think about that because... What if those other parents, the other moms, what if they kept her? Would she be as thriving as she is with us? I mean, I, I, I don't think so. I think that just the fact that we were kind of the three musketeers and saving her life and fighting everybody to keep her and keep her healthy um, created a really special bond. And I know I say this is Delaney always, it seemed like Delaney always knew that she was our child and she just never ever lets us down, ever. How do your other children relate to her? They absolutely love and adore her. Um, I have a a 10-year-old son and a 7-year-old daughter who are very close with her. But just like any other kid, and you know, like our parents told us that they didn't didn't want us to keep Delaney because they thought it would be bad for our kids, that our kids were going to get teased. For having a, a sister with Down syndrome, it has not done that. If anything, it's taught our children compassion and humanity, and um, I think they are better people because of Delaney. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. 
So uh, you also had to um, <laughs> overcome some legal issues. Uh, that that was kind of a scary period when you were trying to uh, extricate yourself from the agreement with the surrogate parents. Um, how did that uh, impact your kind of peace of mind? We never ever had uh, any any real controversy or uh, anguish over our decision to keep Delaney, we were just going to fight. And that was that. And luckily the, the intended parents uh, threat to sue us was very short lived. We contacted an attorney and an attorney told us, well, no judge in the world is going to force you to terminate your own biological child. And no, nobody would touch this. And, and luckily the intended moms backed off quick, mm -hmm. but we, you know, when, when they, when we thought we might ha have a fight on our hands, it didn't phase us at all because we knew in our hearts we were doing the right thing and we were just, we were just going with it. You have become uh, advocates really for um, these children. Uh, tell us about your Facebook page. What do you hope that that will accomplish? Well, we, you know, most of Delaney's fans are, are not even in the Down syndrome community, but we, we want to show people that how amazing Delaney is. And she has thousands and thousands of loyal fans that follow her every day and see all the things that she accomplishes. And we hope that it could change stereotypes. And, you know, back just in, in the in 80s, people with Down syndrome were institutionalized. Well, they're not anymore. But from that period of time, there is a lot of... Um, opinions about what it means to have Down syndrome that just isn't true today. And what we want to show the world is, is that there today there is subtle, quiet discrimination against people with Down syndrome, whether it be people that just look the other way, whether they don't give them a chance to get a job, where they don't give them a chance to thrive. And we want to expose that and show people that they can be better people and they can help and they can see that there is a discrimination against these people, and we want to we want to change we want to change opinions and show them the truth. From your research uh, into Down syndrome, do you think that these interventions need to be done from infancy, or is it something that can be started later on in childhood or even infancy. adulthood? Honestly, the earlier the better. If you can start taking supplements when you find out prenatally, I feel like that gives you your best chance, your best opportunity to help your child thrive. Mm -hmm. And not only that, the early intervention, um, as early as possible, you could teach these children how to learn right, right at yeah, two months of age. And they're learning and it, it gives them a head start. I, I think it's a great idea to do earlier. I think you two are tiger moms. <laughs> We've been accused of that. <laughs> We're just mama bears, yeah. So what um, circles, you, you've been active in Down syndrome support circles, haven't you? Did, yes. you, did you find that to be um, helpful for you? Wow, that's a, that's a loaded question. Um, you know, because we are lesbians, a, a lot of people in the Down syndrome community are 
a little more conservative than us. And we have kind of been the, the uh, purple, purple gorilla in the room, but they've definitely come around. And now we all work together as a team of, of mama bears. And um, like I said, it's, it's really important to get that, that camaraderie with other parents who've been there before you. So it, it's nice. Mm-hmm. And what did, how long did it take for your family to come around? Um, you know, my mom came around pretty quickly. Uh, she's just always been a supportive person. My dad has taken a little bit longer, um, to come around, but he's, he's making effort, which we can see and we really appreciate, but he still struggles with feeling like Delaney may be a burden to our family in the future. Mm -hmm. And I understand he's just coming from a place of love and caring. So what are your hopes for Delaney? Uh, how how far into the future? Are you taking it day by day or are you kind of planning ahead? Oh, no way. We want her to have every opportunity to do anything and everything. You know, we we, we have a boat and so she she goes tubing just like other kids and she, she does everything. We hope she gets married. We want her to go to college. Um, hopefully she can write a book someday. Are you hoping that she'll be a musician like you, Kirsten? She, I think she already is. It's one of, it's one of her, her big personalities that she loves to dance and sing more than anything in the world. There could be a jingle on a commercial and she'll stop what she's doing and break out and dance. Mm-hmm. Just speaks to her soul. Uh-huh. I started singing to her when uh, she was growing in her mama's belly. Very good. And when she was born, I, I sang to her. She wouldn't open her eyes and I sang to her. And uh, she opened her eyes for the first time as I was singing to her and looked right at me. And I told Keston, oh, my gosh, she knows your voice. She recognizes you. <laughs> she's, she's, had, she's had music for a long time. Lovely. So if uh, people wanted to uh, f- learn more about or your, uh, your work, really, and your research on Down syndrome and also to follow Delaney's progress, where would they go? Honestly, the best place is our Facebook page or Delaney's Facebook page. It's a Delaney Sky Ott Doll, S-K-Y-E, Ott Doll at Facebook. Because we, we pretty much chronicle a day in the life with her every day on Facebook. And Ott Doll is O-T-T hyphen D-A-H-L. Yes. Now, you, you've also established a foundation. What do they do? Well, we're just starting it. Um, uh-huh. We're hoping that the book does well. And then we're going to funnel some of the, the profits of the book into the foundation where the supplements that we take for Delaney, they cost us upwards of $200 a month. And we're not a wealthy family, but we scrape to make that happen. And there's a lot of families out there that cannot afford those supplements. So we would like to provide those supplements for, for low income families. And we also want to change the way our, our change the way doctors give the prenatal diagnosis so that they, they give fair and balanced education instead of just doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you already have a website for the foundation? We do. Delaney, Delaney Ott Doll Foundation. And I mean, we've got four, three websites, but um, Delaney Ott Doll Foundation. Dot org. Dot, dot org. And then if savingdelaney.com is where you could read about our book and, and Delaneysky.com. 
She's all over. She's all over. She is. Well, and this show is all over. So I'm going to have to just thank you very much for being with us today. Thank Thank you so much. And send my love to the lovely Delaney. We We will. We've been speaking with Andrea and Keston Ottdahl about their book, Saving Delaney. I'm Miriam Knight. Thank you so much for being with us today. Do join us next week. In the meantime, visit our website, ncreview.com. Many blessings. Goodbye.